Hello and welcome to the Digital Free Thought Radio Hour on WOZO Radio 103.9 LP FM right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. Today is Sunday, February 7th, 2021. I'm Larry Rhodes, or Five, and as usual, we have our co-host Wombat on the phone with us. Hello, Wombat. Theme music is important. It's, it's the Super Bowl thing. <laughs> Uh, well, it's acapella, and that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. Our guests today are Dot Fire and Boudreaux. Hello, guys. Hello. Digital Free Thought Radio Hour is a talk radio show about atheism, free thought, rational thought, humanism, and the sciences. And conversely, we'll also talk about religions, religious faiths, gods, holy books, and superstition. And if you get the feeling you're the only non-believer in Knoxville, well, you're just not. There are several atheist, free-thinking, and rationalist groups that exist right here in Knoxville, and we'll be telling you how you can connect with them right after the mid-show breaks. Also, did you know that there was a streaming atheist call-in video show broadcasting from Knoxville, and it has been for over 10 years? Did you know that one, bet? Yes, but I'm only interested in the halftime show and the commercials. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll try to make them interesting, uh, sure. entertaining. If you like to entertain, I'm sorry, enter, he blew my mind. If you like to interact <laughs> with us during the show, go to Facebook and search for the Digital Free Thought Radio Hour page and use the messaging function to send us questions or comments. Wombat, well, what do you have for us today, topic wise? Hey, so welcome to Digital Free Thought Radio Hour. I wanted to talk about vaccines and why they're important, but really the myths that are against them. Vaccine and myths. I want- yeah, vaccination yeah, myths because they've been they've been kind of rampant so far, and and surprisingly, even in like my workspace, they are, have some hold. And you know, it only takes a couple of questions for you to crack into like the whole. Oh my gosh, people don't think like me. That's that's really bizarre. But like, why don't they think like me? Why? What? What's going on here? And so, um, I wanted to I want to dive into that. We have uh, a really really great group of people here already. And before we do that. Like do a quick, super, super fast, super, 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 super fast, super quick assessment on everyone's life story over the last week. Boudreaux, how you been? How you been? How you been last week? I've been good. I've been good. Um, uh, The weirdest thing happened this morning, if I can share shortly. I have this cup here and I I poured ice in it and then some water and it started bubbling. It was like bubbling, like profusely. And I looked at my wife. I was like, "What, what is that? It's fine. Just air in the it's pockets, air pockets in the ice. It's fine. Okay. okay. I was drinking on it. No problem. No problem. And then set it down. And then, you know, 20 minutes later, it's like, you know, I drink my water all day. I like to, uh, and I took a sip and it was super bitter. And I was like, Oh my God, what, what is it? Something's going on. This is wrong. And I was, I'm spitting in the sink. And, uh, I, I poured it out and I look in the bottom and there's a little tiny, like stain at the bottom. It looked like, dude, and what's I, going on? Uh, I was freaking out. I was like, uh, I have no idea what's going on. Like I would yeah. too. And then I'll, I think you, he science, took another sip after this. That's the weird part. Oh, That's yeah, the weird yeah. part of the story. <laughs> I, I handed it to my kid. Here, try this. Uh, <laughs> then, then, I, then it dawned on me and I realized uh, I take a Meprazole for heartburn uh, uh-huh. occasionally. And I, I put the pill right here on the top and set it down to, oh. to, you know, to go get something. And then I was going to take the pill and, and then drink. And it slipped down into the little, there's a little hole there. Oh, uh-huh. dissolved. Oh, so really science. 
Good. At least dying. it was something you were supposed to have anyway. Exactly. All right. So, and, and listen, first of all, ice cubes aren't supposed to bubble. Like, no, that should be your yeah. first indication. <laughs> I, know. I know you love your wife, but like, as soon as she said that, you're just like, I know. And you're like, you're so right. And you pour it down the sink, as she says, and you keep nodding your head. That's how you score husband points. And you get some new ice and a new cup if necessary. And you continue on with your life. Yeah. Good theory, but you can't really prove it wasn't a ghost. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Scott, speaking of so ghosts, we should believe it in the meantime, right? Yeah. Until right. it can't, until it's proven wrong. Absolutely, right. that's how you. That's how science works. Everyone right. knows that. Mm-hmm. Scott, how you been since last week? Have you seen oh, any man, ghosts? One great as again. Ooh, uh, oh, it lights up. This is a new one. Flashy. Oh, yeah, more stuff. More stuff. So you have, so you have two keyboards now. If oh, I've that's got all right. kinds of stuff now. I've got like so for people who are just listening five. to audio. Uh, Scott has been collecting more gadgetry for making music. He is a uh, well-known, well-versed, well-accomplished, very talented music producer under the name Dub Shine on SoundCloud. I'll put a link in the description for you. Thank you, man. Larry, how you been since last week, my friend? I'm doing fine. Just staying in, staying safe. I'm 70, so I don't get out a lot anyway. Um, But, yeah, just playing computer games and working on Facebook, uh, doing yeah. posts, posts for atheism and all that. I heard you've been mowing down terrorists on islands. Uh, <laughs> well, is this accurate? Virtually. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> in computer games. I've gotten into uh, Far Cry 5. Nice. I'm the uh, game editor, so I've created a few levels there that wow. I've posted. Uh, I guess I'm pretty good at it. I haven't gotten less than a four-star rating on it and out of a five-star series. Uh, so uh, I'm enjoying doing it almost as much as playing or maybe even more. So, Hey, guys, uh, Eric, you got vaccinated. Isn't that right? You got your yeah. second vaccination done? Yeah. Uh, uh, well, for the first 14 hours, it was great. No problem. Um, but it hit me pretty hard. Um, but I, I always try to preface that statement with, but that's okay. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it is okay. I, I mean, I literally got to plan on it. You know, I knew there was a chance it was going to gonna hit me a little hard. And really, it was only about 24 hours of kind of fever body aches. But um, I could plan on it. I knew it was going to potentially happen. So I cleared my schedule. Yeah. Uh, no problem. I, I think I took three warm baths in that 24-hour period. And it's but it's my body doing its job, right? So walk me through it, because you're you don't look like you're over seventy five. Like how right. are you? Yeah. How dare you have these <laughs> Sorry, magical? Got yeah, I know. Like, so, what's going on? What's why turn, are you special? Turns out when you fill out the form, if you're an atheist, you're allowed to lie because oh. there's no there's no God watching you. <laughs> he's yeah. not he's not being serious. No, right. no, I, I my right. wife and I both kind of got in. We we think the only way we can explain because we know several people all in the same boat. Some younger than me that got it that first batch, and it was it was UK trying to kind of test the system. They didn't have time to prioritize. They they did immediately the next week. The next week it went to. K through 12 teachers and, and people over 70. But I think they had a, a, they had doses they had to use. They had to figure out how to do the system. I was already in the UK's HMO. So they had all my info. So I, you I think were a guinea was, pig. I, I think so. Uh, and, and I, mm, at yeah. least logistically for the system, I think yeah. Yeah. Yes. for the system, at least for that yes. the dispersion, yeah. not for the vaccine, but yeah, Correct. for the, yeah. So, uh, I mean, absolutely lucky, uh blessed i suppose <laughs> <laughs> hashtag blessed yeah uh 
so my situation is I'm also vaccinated, at least the first half. I got my second dose coming up in March. What? Yeah, my situation is that a friend of mine had a, she was a home health care worker. She went to go get a vaccine in a very small county in Tennessee. And there were so few people attending, despite the fact that they signed up for it, that they not only vaccinated her, the person she was caring for, but her as well in the car. No paperwork, no nothing. They just said, hey, we have them. If they're thawed, I mean, if we already, you know, thaw them, right. we can't put them back into the certain time limit on them. Exactly. It's yeah. not like it's guacamole. You can't put it back in the fridge and just use it <laughs> <laughs> the next day, right? So it's just like they have vaccines here. Um, they want people to use them. They said, tell your friends and family because we're not getting enough people coming at the rate that they need to come for us to use all these up. And so she emailed that out to myself and like my boss. And the first thing I did was get in my car <laughs> and drive down to that small county. It was only about a half hour away. And so I go there and there is literally one car in line. Compared to the town I'm in now, where it's like, you know, 25 cars, they're turning away people. This town, this county, one car in line. I go up there. I'm like, hey, do you guys have extra vaccines? I'll, I mean, I was like, yes. I had four ladies waving me down saying, yes, please, please come in. Uh, we got the Moderna uh, vaccine, the shot on my arm. Uh, they said, here's the card. Come back next month. Tell your friends and family. We need people to come in. Like, we need oh. people. These yeah. And I was like fantastic told um all my co-workers four of my co-workers got them the next day uh more going in next week but i think what's good is the sentiment of someone who might sign up for a vaccine and, and turn it down or someone who might be aware that there's vaccines available and not use them at all the anti-vaxxing mindset the just the ah it's raining i don't need to get vaccinated today yeah. <laughs> mindset. Tomorrow. that that waste is a very precious commodity Maybe or not the even guilt. commodity. Or the guilt of, of like someone like us, young, like, no, I'm not going to go. I don't want to take it from someone else. Yeah. And it's like, it's going to get thrown away. Like, yeah. And I'm, yeah. I might sound like I'm justifying it to myself. Maybe I am a little bit, but. No, I think it's absolutely valid. Yeah, I think right. it's, it's a thing of, hey, if you don't use this, this goes in the trash. Mm. And that is not only bad for the, the allotment of vaccines, but it makes one additional person who could have gotten vaccinated not vaccinated, which right. increases the number of vectors and hurts everybody. Mm -hmm. So if you are in a situation, so here's my tip. Here's my initial tip. And Scott, let me know about the morality of this because I'm going to go to you with this next. Uh -huh. But if you are in a situation where it's like, hey, I'm in a really big city. I'd like to get vaccinated, but there's they have you know strict protocols. There's no rules in place or there's rules in place and I can't get them. Meanwhile, super, super small county trying to do statistics but everyone's wearing you know the red maga hats <laughs> and they'd rather just drink bleach and you're like they have vaccines there's no one using them and when i and i'm hearing that they the nurses there want people to go there and get them i'm going to make a half hour trip i'm going to make an extended lunch break go and pick one up see if they have it see if they have it and if they say no that's cool what do you think about that as far as uh a moral choice or at least an effective choice towards reducing the number of available vectors for the, the virus. Yeah, I, I think that um, I don't I don't I don't really see anything wrong with it because um, as long as you're not forcing your will on somebody else, mm. you know that's really for me that that's that's one of the main criteria for for um, morality for me is like if you force your will on somebody else if you mm. know without their consent, then that's immoral but I don't see how that situation fits that criteria. 
Right. Especially if you're doing it just on the chance that they may have extra ones and they can't use them at the time right. and, and are willing to be turned away if that's the case. You yeah. know, if you're just making yourself available, I don't say anything immoral about that. That's exactly what happened to my coworker. He went there, asked them if they had extra. They said, well, it's still early today. If you don't mind parking out here uh, and, and there was a group of other people parked, we'll, we'll wave you in when we're getting towards the end. By the time they got to him and his wife, they only had one left. And he asked them to vaccinate his wife. Good husband points. Good husband points. Yeah. 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 And they said yeah. not only that, but it's like, come back tomorrow because it'll be the same thing. So come back yeah. tomorrow and uh, we'll most likely have one for you. It'll be the same situation. Just show up like the last half hour and a half. So that way we have a good idea of the rate. And then, well, yeah, sure. we'll get you vaccinated too. And I'm like, that uses up the supply. That's yeah. good. And that's that's what we want. We want people to be vaccinated here. So overall, good thing. Here's the thing, though. I talked with one of my coworkers, uh, the only two on our team left who haven't been vaccinated. And um, I don't, like Scott said, I didn't want to pressure anyone to do it if they don't want to. But I did ask why they didn't want to. And this person told me that they thought it was unsafe because once upon a time they had a flu shot and they got the flu or at least had the symptoms of the flu mm-hmm. and they didn't like it. And so I'm like, oh, so many things I want to say. Have you heard about that? <laughs> Boudreau, have you ever heard that before? I mean, uh, you know, I got a COVID vaccine and I got symptoms like it. But man, so much less severe. And, you know, I didn't have the yeah. coughing fits and the respiratory. Yeah, yeah it, maybe maybe at this time we should talk about how vaccines work. Hmm. Larry, why don't you lead us on that? Okay. Well, the problem with the vaccine, with the virus is that uh, your body is not set up to handle them until they're exposed to it. You have no antibodies in your body, in your body to handle the virus that comes in. Right. Of course, antibodies are the body's response to uh, an invasion of a bacteria or a virus uh, to be able to handle it and, and, and get rid of it basically kind of like little signs that say hey this is a bad thing like little post-it notes from the white blood cells like hey so when when you get a when you get a virus like covid it hits your body cold you don't you Mm. don't have any antibodies so it works real hard you know as quickly as it can to build up the antibodies that it needs to fight off the virus however sometimes it's not enough it's not quick enough and Mm. the virus overwhelms your body and you die Yep. What what uh, vaccines do is they take a, a snippet of the DNA of the virus, just a small portion of it that doesn't that won't do the harm that the full virus does. And it and they inject you with it. And your your body recognizes that as a foreign body starts building antibodies. And before long, you have all these antibodies built up in your body that would recognize that piece of DNA were to uh, be exposed to if you were to be exposed to it in the future, like come in contact with the actual virus. At that point, when, you, when you're exposed to the actual virus, you have the antibodies and they jump right on the, the job, as it were. And, <laughs> okay. And uh, they fight it's off really the virus, uh, hopefully, before you even show symptoms. Can I, just, just some, some clarification? <clears throat> sure. Uh, you're, use- you're, uh, you're, you don't have any expertise in this area, do you? <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. You did a you did a fantastic job, Larry. I'm just going to say, instead of DNA, they use something called messenger RNA, which is mm-hmm. uh, uh, a genetic information that's used to make proteins, and it's typically that protein shell of the virus, or so what it looks oh, like. On okay. The cool. Good to know. And so, and aren't the two newer vaccines not mRNA? I thought I, I heard my, that. So the Moderna one I got shot with was mRNA. That's right. Moderna. I don't know what Pfizer they, uses. Pfizer was mRNA too, but oh, okay. Two the two new ones. 
Johnson and Johnson and then one other. I didn't I thought maybe they both of them weren't mRNA. Maybe but, not. I think yeah. they're also one shot only or something like that. At least one of them is a one shot. Yeah. So let's do a quick history on vaccines as well. They used to just straight up, oh, actually, Boudreaux, you know about the first vaccines that they ever used. Why don't you no. roll back on that? <laughs> remember? Who the first, yeah, no, who's remember. the guy who invented that? Yeah, why don't yeah. you walk us through no. that again? Remember my, my uh, <laughs> the, the the guy who who understood how vaccines worked uh-huh. was Louis Pasteur. Uh-huh. Was, yes. Yeah. And yes. He, because he the was, first guy was just like, oh, what's going on with this? Could, didn't, didn't know why it was working. But I'm taking yeah. this pus and I'm putting it in the cats and the cats are dying. What's going on right. here? That's kind of weird. <laughs> right. Okay. So, well, do you know the name of that guy? The, the, the original dude to do it, but not understand really what he was doing? I don't remember who was the guy that. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I, I feel like we're disregarding an entire branch of, uh, yeah. of science. But there was a guy who was essentially understanding that people cough up these weird things and when you put those weird things in healthy people they get sick too but if you do it enough times <laughs> they don't get as sick anymore and he's like this is a cool little weird thing i wonder if this might be useful in the future for something science used to be super baller back in the days guys it was just mad and crazy and then they had laws they had to put in but the, the mad scientists studies, were, right yeah 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 the mad scientists was, yeah let's not was, forget that the the nazis during world war ii were did an awful lot of science work okay let, they, i feel like when you pull out the Nazi card, I feel I have to make some justifications here. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It was it was pretty. Well, they experimented on my father. I'm sure they had him in the, in a Nazi prison war camp for nine months, and he had to Nuts. operate him on like nine times when he was in there. Though I would so, say the guy who who was doing the vaccine stuff was not a Nazi. Was not some evil dude. He was right. just like cows get sick. Let me try to do this this pus the, and put it in the best cows. science best science at the time, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was useful. And then Louis Pasteur was like, oh, dude, what are you doing? Like, come on. Yeah. I, 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 this is good data that you got, but clearly yeah. what's going on is you're building up an immunity to yeah. this. Maybe we can try cooking the pus and kill what's ever inside of it because they didn't really understand germ theory back then. So, like, right. maybe if we heat it up and then put it in a person and they don't get as sick, they'll, they'll be more immune to it later on in the future and maybe we can have a better way of everybody being healthy by the way you guys are eating raw food don't do that <laughs> right. here's a great way to like make milk yeah. last for a really long time hey i got a lot of ideas i'm Louis pasture baby <laughs> i'm i'm doing all sorts of cool things it's like calm down guy calm down it's like you're only going to be known for one thing yeah. <laughs> not back then man right right, right. Yeah. you only get one you only get one louis like fine 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 yeah maybe we should but, mention jonah salk at the same time while we're talking sure. about all this Who's that? Go ahead. Oh, he was the guy who developed the uh, vaccine against polio. Uh, mm. People my age will have a little uh, mark on their arm where they had to not only just give you a shot, but uh, the way I remember it was that they put it on your skin and then used a, a pin or a needle to make multiple puncture wounds. Mm. And uh, that would get into the wound uh, and it would it would make you immune to polio. Wow. Matter of fact, they pretty much eradicated polio uh, from the 50s on. I mean, I was born in 1950 and people were dying and being paralyzed by polio wow. uh, during that time. Uh, but now, of course, uh, <clears throat> polio is still making a comeback in third world uh, countries. But uh, if we can get the vaccine tool, that won't yeah. take care of it. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's and it's important and to stay vaccinated, it's, uh -huh. even if the disease is in your country, which is one of the myths that I want to address today. Like, just because 
the disease is in your country doesn't mean you shouldn't get vaccinated because we live in a world culture where everyone affects everybody. But uh, I want one last thing. So it used to be take a disease, put it in a person, and that's how you built the community. Then it was destroy the disease or like uh, destroy any kind of viruses and just send that stuff in. Now we know we don't have to send the whole virus. We can literally just send the chain that gives instructions on how to build the outside of the virus, put that into person and such that when they react to it, they're not even reacting to a real virus. It's just a piece of it that they, the immune system can recognize so much more quickly. So you will still have what is called an immuno response. You'll still get sick. Maybe you might have a fever for a bit. You might feel really lethargic for a bit. You might have to take a nap. <laughs> you may have a sore arm. Yeah. But and, those are all good signs. Yeah. Those are and signs for that those your body's listening like, and maybe new listeners. Uh, sure. uh, Wombat is Dr. Wells. He's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a PhD microbiologist. Biochemist. I don't know how many times I'm going to have to tell you this later. We've, this for, we've been doing this for so many years. <laughs> I don't know years. how many times I've told okay. you about the TV show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He's coming back at me. Okay. Okay. But anyway, uh, yeah. So uh, it's just a really cool thing because the chances of you getting the virus from a piece of a virus is, is so small. In fact, it's literally not. I hate being absolute. I hate being absolute. You guys know that about me, but it's not feasible. Okay. You would have to have been coughed on by somebody as you walked out of the building for that to happen so the immune responses are good things and um i'll throw this out to scott because i'd love to get your feedback on it have you ever met someone who may not have wanted to get vaccinated and like what kind of encouraging things would you tell them knowing that you don't want to impose your will on them but you yeah. want to definitely make sure they're informed right so there's a couple people there's there, there's a couple set of excuses that people give you for not getting vaccinated. Um, the latest one um, I got from a friend was saying that he didn't want to get vaccinated. He's an African-American and he doesn't trust. Oh, is he Charlize Theron? His brother yeah, like, yeah, or like, something? <laughs> no, no, no. This is a personal person. Is, pers- is he a black guy or is he from, is he from Africa? Uh, black, yeah, I'm just, black American. I'm just playing with you. All right. Yeah, cool, yeah, cool, yeah. Cool. He, he basically, <laughs> His, his thing was this Tuskegee experiment. Tuskegee? Tuskegee? Yeah. yeah. The syphilis study? So no, it's th- true. There's that mistrust there with, um, you know, thinking that it's just a way to guinea pig, you know, black folks or whatever. Absolutely. Um, then, there, then there was another one where someone told me that it's because the, um, you know, they rushed it to, to get out. It was so fast, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. – uh, vaccines not safe because it was rapidly developed and tested. So what I told him is, you know, many pharmaceutical companies invested a lot of resources into quickly developing a vaccine for COVID-19 because the worldwide impact on the pandemic. So the emergency situation kind of warranted an emergency response. Hmm. And that doesn't mean that the companies bypassed safety protocols or didn't perform adequate testing, you know, Oh, they they started they they made the made the vaccines just in case. Like while they were testing, they went ahead and and produ- produced them. So just in case, and some some lost the bet and had to throw them away. But right, well, yeah. So that that's a that's a good counter argument to that point is that hey, they went ahead and just started making it so right. that if it if it passed the trials, oop, we already got it made. Yeah, exactly. and you know, and that's why only the biggest companies have one right now because they could afford to take that loss. Yes. 
And in all these cases, it it sounds like the whole thing is about trust. Mm. People don't trust what they hear. They don't trust science. They don't trust the media. There's a lot of distrust going on. Unlike it was, say, um, back when the polio vaccine was introduced. I don't think I remember reading about that, this big anti-vax movement back then. Not At least my dad didn't tell me that. And we talked about that not long ago. But yeah, No, I think the science was held in a generally higher regard at that time than mm-hmm. it is now. There's so much misinformation in the conspiracy series uh, out there that uh, it's, it, it's taking quite yeah, a hit. Exactly. And some folks also think that um, these vaccines are going to alter your DNA. Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I got things to say. But Scott, you, you made an interesting point. Um, we've had had an administration where the last four years had fostered an anti-intellectualism wave in America. And we also, as Americans, have very recent history where we would take people of, you know, who are minorities and experiment on them in documented black and white, you know, or ab- red absolutely white. egregious form. Yeah, red or white. And it was really unfortunate and not only unfortunate, but like, it's just such a thing where it's like, I can't believe a a sitting government would allow this to happen. And you expect me to believe you the next time there's an emergency. No, like that kind of mindset's fostered through generations, just as much as hate or love can be like distrust is a thing that could be passed on generationally. And so here we are in a situation where there is an actual threat. Like someone is crying wolf. And you have the people who are spurned by the scientists because they weren't taught it very well, or their leaders don't show a sign of respect for it, or that they do have a a love of science, but know for a fact that the government has completely held them at such a low regard that they would use them as guinea pigs. Mm -hmm. How could you ever come to trust someone where it's like, Nick, get in line. You got to get this vaccine. I was like, hold, 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 hold on. (laughs) Right. I can't, like I said, I wouldn't force my will on someone. The best thing I can do is ask, in a sense, what is your motivation? What are you trying to go to? What's your goal? And like, what's the best way to achieve that goal? Like, what's the epistemology of your thought process? What's the methodology that you're using to to try to maintain the best welfare possible? And what options are there that will allow you to do that? Is it trusting the conspiracy theorists? Is it just having a distrust in science in, in general? Like, will that help you have a better welfare? Or... Is there a possibility that maybe you don't have to be first in line? I doubt you'd be first in line. Everyone kept saying that. My mom was like, I don't want to be first in line. There's no way you're first in line. They did so many trials and tests. <laughs> you're never going to be first, mom. <laughs> yep. But but after a point, could you look at the data and look at the people who are coming about? Is there is there a path for information that you can accept that will make you feel at least more uh, accepting of the fact that this could actually be a helpful thing for you if your goal is to be helped? And I think we have that information now. I was never skeptical of vaccines, but I was skeptical if they had come out a month later. Like if someone said COVID was happening and they were, got, they were out the next month, I'd be like, who's the president? No, I'm not taking that vaccine. <laughs> You're not going to put that in my body. I'm waiting until a Biden administration <laughs> comes in. Or anybody else. Right, right. Well, but it took well, a ye- Oh, go for it. Go I was going to say, well, what would you say if uh, you came up in line and, 
and uh, the the person giving the vaccine went to a different drawer to grab. The oh the front, man, the white guy I drive, right I drive, dude. I'm serious. I'm serious. It's just like no, 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 no. Oh wait, we that. got yours right over here. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like in a bucket. And you're like no. It's like that's Gatorade. Come on, man. All right. So hey, we're at the bottom of the half hour. How about we uh, take back and we'll go into more vaccine myths when we come back to the the main show. Hey, this is Digital Free Thought Radio Hour. Uh, we're on WOZO Radio 103.9 LPFM right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. And we'll be right back after this short break. Welcome back to the second half of the Digital Free Thought Radio Hour. I'm Doubter Five, and we're on WOZO Radio 103.9 LPFM right here in Knoxville, Tennessee. With us on the show today, we have uh, Wombat, Boudreaux, Doubtfire. Welcome all. Uh, today is Sunday, February 7th, 2021. Uh, let's talk about the atheists and free thought groups that you can join right here in Knoxville. First, there's the Atheist Society of Knoxville, or ASK. Founded in 2002, we're in our 18th, going on 19th year now. ASK has over 1,000 members, and we have weekly Zoom meetings during COVID and personal meetings uh, in a bar or restaurant. Uh, after we all get vaccinated, nice. you will find us online at Facebook or go to knoxvilleatheist.org for our website, or go to Meetup or Google. Knoxville Atheist, and you can find us. By the way, if you don't live in Knoxville, you should still go to Meetup and search for an atheist group in your town. Don't find one? Start, Start one. one! That's right. Made Early, it just time. Earlier in the show, we said we'd talk about the atheist video show broadcasting here from Knoxville. Well, it's called Freethinkers United Coalition of Knoxville, and look for I it am, on YouTube. That name's way too long. Ask yeah. <laughs> Atheist Society of Knoxville. You guys like got we it should right the create first a, an, an, what do you call it? Uh, initials for it. Acronym. Yeah. <laughs> Get its own country. Yeah. Uh, also, we did we did that for 10 years on a local TV station, a local access TV station called Free Thought Forum Knoxville. And you can find the archives for that on YouTube as well. 
where do we want to pick up today? We were this? talking about the best ways to keep vaccines cool when they get thawed so that people can use them. And they started using fans, guys. What a fan. What a fan. <laughs> what a mighty good fan. What, what a mighty, mighty, mighty good, good fan. fan. <laughs> so We're so horrible. <laughs> All right. So uh, quick, quick, quick. We're, we were uh, talking about a really interesting subject last week, which was quit hijacking my culture, dude. Where we talked about how people gave up stuff that was native to their culture, lost in memory, lost in time, because maybe a group of Catholic priests came and showed up at their shore one day and wipe that whole stuff out or and, evangelicals yeah, or evangelicals or just culture in general. Like it happens all the time. Culture evolves, culture changes, but we can sometimes lose, we can lose it and get hijacked. And so uh, we got some really, really funny comments uh, today. And one of them is from Dada's trading room who wanted to correct me on my pronunciation of ventilator, <laughs> which i threw out to buffalo he says i pronounced it as if i was polish like uh i gave it the wrong uh starting sound is, oh. yeah because v sounds like w in in in, in polish at least so it's like mm. ventilator is how i should have pronounced it wow. and i asked him okay cool well how do you say fan like if, if buffalo comes back how, that's a good way to say fan in polish he's like you just say fan like it's already colloquialized the word for fan got hijacked in Poland. <laughs> it just means you just say fan and they'll understand it. But you'll probably say it with more of a Polish accent. Uh, we got some other channel comments, too, in general. This is on some older stuff. Eric, you'd been asked about free will. Note, we only have about a half hour left in the show. <laughs> All right. So the 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 question so was, timer. it sounded that I can give you the impression of the question because it's actually kind of long, but it was like, it sounded as if you were choosing that free will does not exist because you knew that there were two options, whether it could or could not, but you have chosen to believe that there's no free will. Gotcha. <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> check, checkmate, dude. You, you win. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what to say other than like, you, you don't, you don't choose to believe in God or not. Like yeah. you've, you like believe that's what whole, you're convinced of. Right, right. And 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 that's the whole like um Pascal's wager, you know, debunked because like I'm not gonna choose to believe in a God just in case. Like that's I mean, he'd see right through that, wouldn't he? If he's a you know, worth worth his salt. So yeah, I, I don't choose to not believe in free will. I just here's the evidence. And uh I'm not convinced that we have free will. So is that so you're determined by the evidence. I would say yeah. generally, like belief is not a choice. I can't believe that I'm wearing a red shirt. Like I'm basically, yeah. I'm my belief is a function of what I'm convinced is true, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, the loaded terminology there is there. So yeah, you, it's not as much of a checkmate, though. It does sound nifty. Like that is enough to get yeah. enough, you know, Middle Tennesseans to vote for you. <laughs> That's the kind of logic that gets you in a political office, but not hey. necessarily uh, a degree. <laughs> i'm being nice here i'm trying to be nice i'm trying to be nice hey scott uh we got a question from uh our last week's video when we were talking to a christian uh who was um momentarily undetermined whether or not slavery was a bad thing and had to refer to his book to to verify that uh k real vivo says why can't christians admit that god ex only exists inside their heads which is probably you know a straightforward question rude but we are an atheist radio tv show 
Scott, why can't Christians admit that God only exists inside their heads? For some reason, they, you know, there's basically two uh, categories here, imaginary things and concrete things. And they want to, they want to smuggle their imaginary gods into the concrete category because Mm -hmm. they feel like it has more um, legitimacy it has more bite. It has more objective. You can ground something objectively in a God that's a concrete God. But the problem is, as um, kind of implied in the question, they won't admit that because it's not true. They, they know that God is a, is a concept and it's subjective because we have many, many, many gods over long periods of time and different yeah. cultures. And if there was an objective God we could all look at, then we'd all say, hey, guys, this is God. Just like we say, this is the Pacific Ocean, you know. Uh, but you don't do that with God for some weird reason. Larry, I'll throw the same question out at you. Why do you think that Christians cannot admit that God only exists inside their heads? Well, because it may, it's a major part of their worldview. I mean, that's that's how they interpret the world around them. Um I mean, they don't understand, apparently they don't understand science, or many of them don't. Uh, like, you know, um, I don't, I can't think of a good example. Like, where did we come from? Hmm. Uh, that would be a constant uh, question for them, you know, but if they believe in a God and they were raised to believe in a God and they... Are you okay? Get that microwave. <laughs> yeah, there's truck backing up over here. <laughs> uh, no, uh, it's just a way for them to interpret the world, and a big part of that interpretation is God. So, you know, they, they, throw, have to, they would have to have it, and it have to be real. I'll throw my hat into the ring, and Boudreaux, I'd love for you to follow up on it, but um, I'm considering that when you are part of a religious outlook or religious doctrine, you're never given the, the appeal of a religion is that you don't have to deal with the concept of death, because as Larry would say, it's more of a change of address rather than the the punctuation mark of your lifetime right and so if you are raised never having to deal with the the reality of death or coming to terms with the fact that your life will end it is a much much harder thing to deal with when you're already in your adulthood or you know past teenage years and you're just like whoa whoa what (laughs) i have no wherewithal to deal with all these emotions of finality and mortality I'd rather just continue to believe in this God, God question because maybe there's a chance it is true and I will take whatever chance necessary to believe in this reality that I've constructed for myself or that other people are willing to engage me with at than what could be objectively true in the sense of there's no good reason to believe in this God and that in fact I will die one day. Death is scary and that's why I think is the major motivation to keep people in the church pews. Boudreaux, what do you think? Yeah, I, I was thinking exactly the same thing, and I'll I'll add to it that uh, I think it's about seeing your loved ones too. You know, you mm. you, you you throw in the the fact that you know, and that's why I think too religions off, often an accident of birth. Uh, you don't want to, uh, uh, Larry, is a comment or? Am I, oh, go ahead. I was just going to oh, throw something in yeah. later. Yeah, but but having all of your relatives believe in the same God or gods uh, kind of kind of puts you all in the same basket to where you get to see each other all together. Uh, you know, I think otherwise you'd have people believing in different gods from their parents and their cousins and 
you know, but, but if they're all going to different heavens, then that, that, that doesn't, doesn't work. So, so yeah, the, the fear of death, but also the wanting to, to see your loved ones again. Um, and I get it. Uh, makes sense. Certainly if you tell it to a child. Sure. Larry. Um, I don't, I don't really think that it's death per se that keeps people in the pews or even the fact that we live forever. It keeps people in the pews. It's a fear of hell because mm-hmm. if we just all lived forever and all believe that we would live forever, whenever we die, we just go to the next plane of existence. There's mm-hmm. no reason to go to a church and, and re re uh, I don't know, reinitialize our goodness so that we will go to the correct place because we want to avoid the bad place scott what do you got well because i was a Jehovah witness for so many years i know that some people will join the most fundamental religions not because of fear of hell <laughs> because jehovah's witnesses don't believe in hell they believe when you die that's it so it's not necessarily the case but i would agree that many 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 people argue that Hey, if you, you know, Pascal's wager, I'd rather believe in this stuff than risk going to hell and being tortured. But we know that many religions don't teach hell or even afterlife. Some religions don't even teach an afterlife at all. Maybe you could help me with my understanding of Jehovah's Witnesses. You say that Jehovah's Witnesses think that death is the end? Yep. They, Um, people that um, that are. The vast majority of Jehovah's Witnesses will not see a... Oh, the vast majority, but the the chosen few will see the the heaven. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, 144,000 will see heaven. As of Revelations? As per Revelations? Out of Revelations. So So chances are, if you're a Jehovah's Witness, don't bank on afterlife. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to win that lottery ticket. Revelations also said it's just going to be virgin Jewish men, too, but do they take that in consideration? Oh, yeah, so spiritual Jews, so people that were grafted into the uh, to the um, new covenant, which means that there's a there, there's two different classes. There's the great crowd class, which are the the majority of um, Jehovah Witnesses that will live forever on Earth in a paradise on Earth. Hmm. Um, if they, you know, like Moses, Abraham, you know, people like that, Noah. People that didn't that live before Jesus, that didn't get the chance to get saved by Jesus for their sins, they'll be resurrected on a paradise on earth to be judged for a thousand years. But then, Scott, I think I got your main point. The main yeah, point yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want to keep going. Everyone's not fueled by hell as a motivator towards yeah, staying. Yeah, you know, I have to do more some, research into that. I didn't know that, yeah. so I'll check yeah, it out. It's a lot to it. Yeah. yeah. Same with Jews. Like they don't have a the yeah. They don't have hell. Hell or heaven. Yeah. Except um, for like the Orthodox. Think. Or or the never-ending bar mitzvah. Yeah, there's always a splintered group that believes different things, several yeah. splintered groups. But yeah, even when I was a Christian, I found the concept of nothingness more fear more fearful than hell, because at least in hell, I'm being punished for being me. I exist in some capacity. And even if it's like a, a thing whipping me, I'd be like, yeah, but I'm still me and I can still like Smash Mouth. I don't care. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> At least the people I'm hanging out with aren't grammar Nazis. And like, mm-hmm. I might f- meet some really cool people down yeah. here. Like there was that silver lining to it. And like, even the devil in the Bible goes up to heaven to hang out with God and make bets on humans. So like, it was like, could hell really be that bad? Like yeah. when you think about it, yeah. if, uh, if the I leader mean, of hell is up there, like, 
hey, you should you should strike some lightning on this guy. And God's like, oh, I could totally do that. I'll do 20 bowls. It's like, this is the dumbest story ever. According to me, I, I don't want to be rude. There are, we have Christians on the show who are very, very enthusiastic about that story. And that's its own video. Anyway, vaccination, guys. I want to go over some quick myths. Uh, Eric, I am noticing a distinct lack of um, uh, uh, infected autism in your body. What's going on with that? Because you just well, have two vaccines and you don't you don't look anyway. Um, I, I don't show it. You know, the autism, uh, I think, manifests as a superpower. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> that, that, yeah, just just as a reference, a reality check reference. There's a lot of comparisons to taking vaccine and getting autism as a result uh, right. or cancer or any other kind of disease. Larry, what do you think about this? Well, I was going to address that. Uh, I've got it up here. I got a couple of short sentences that says that addresses that the widespread the widespread fear that vaccines increase the risk of autism originated in a 1997 study published by andrew wakefield a british surgeon Hmm. the article was published in the lancet a prestigious medical journal suggesting that the measles mumps and rubella vaccine was increasing autism in british children the paper has since been completely discredited due to serious procedural errors, undisclosed financial conflicts of interest, and ethical violations. Andrew Wakefield lost his medical license, and the paper was retracted from the license, or the Lancet, excuse me. Wow. So it was just a, a bunk paper, and uh, yeah. so many people took off on that. But he wore a lab coat when he was <laughs> when he was doing the YouTube video of it. He was <laughs> he used very short yeah. sentences, no big words, and yeah. he looked right on the camera, best camera in the world, yeah. and he right. and he spoke to the world and the people. Yeah, and, they were and, good people. They were good and, people everywhere. And Kent Holbert said he was a scientist too, a teacher. Well, the fact that he was uh, that he lost his position is proof that it was true. Right. Yeah. Well, it's there's... all part of it. <laughs> so basically, vaccines, autism, um, originally tied to measles vaccine, or uh, what was the other disease that you were talking about? Measles, mumps, and measles, mumps. It was a bunk paper. It's not real. It's not true. You won't get. You will not get autism from taking vaccines. No. Though there are people who will say, like, hey, you know, there are, you know, there are trace metals and 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 salts and stuff in the vaccines that might harm you mercury stuff like that um and you're man, it is a it is a bizarre thing to say there's there i'm eating banana right now <laughs> there are probably more trace metals in this banana that i'm eating than there are in the vaccines that are being inoculated into my system and Plus so you need trace metals <laughs> yeah i i'm a big nerd on banana trace metal <laughs> <laughs> stuff and i don't we don't have time to talk about that today but we will in the future but man i can tell you some cool things about bananas but yeah they're like radioactive they got a lot of stuff in them and we don't because we just eat them all the time we just think inherently that they're safe and that's a natural thing we don't forget about it but then when it's a vaccine and it has orders of magnitude less of the same things that we consume every day it's like oh no 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 they're eating their Cheetos and I mean, like, you don't know what's yeah. in that thing. I'm like, Ooh, <laughs> did you know why that thing's fluorescent orange? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> anyway, uh, so here's the thing. You when you guys get vaccinated, that means you're immune, right? That means you don't have to wear a face mask anymore. It means you don't have to wash your hands. Isn't that correct? What's going on? Scott, what do you mean? What, you're smiling. You're, you're looking forward to the day. You don't have to. 
wash your hands anymore. Finally, I can push all these buttons and never wash my hands Once you get the vaccine, you won't even have to wear a mask anymore. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, you know how that works. But fact is, is it takes everyone time uh, who wants a COVID-19 vaccination uh, to, first of all, get one. But then Mm -hmm. while the vaccine may prevent you from getting sick, it's unknown at this time, you know, if you can still carry on and transmit the virus to others. So until right. it's understood, uh, then you can't just go and, you know, believe that kind of stuff. It's unfounded. There's no evidence. Yeah. Me not being able to get sick by something doesn't mean that I can't spread it, which is an right. interesting concept, but it's absolutely valid. And you know what? I, I've said this before. Um, the filter, like I'm a filtration scientist as well. Um the filters that we were originally using were not very effective towards keeping droplets, you know, you know, away from people in a very non-sterile environment for extended periods of time. So eventually that little piece of material will get saturated and you'll be blowing out just as many droplets as you are, you know, um, protecting yourself from. But something I did not anticipate, and so I will correct myself on this, is that I did not understand the cultural impact there was in seeing people wear masks all around you and you wearing a mask and that as a reminder that hey there's a current threat going on stay six feet away from this person oh i saw some masks i'm gonna wash my hands a little bit longer today ah i'm gonna make sure i if i cough i i either do it in a mask or or cover my elbows i'm gonna do i'm gonna be a little bit cleaner a little bit neater and a little bit more empathetic for the people mindful of, Mm. of, of our situation and I think that's the that's the effect that these masks really have. I think that's the, the true profound effect, far greater than um, the the filtration capacity or efficiency for the period of time that you're wearing it. Just the fact that we are a culture all on the same team trying to help ourselves get better. Like that's 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 caring. You can't treat you can't you can't ordain that. You have to you have to have people naturally and genuinely care about each other to make that happen. Eric, no, actually, Larry, this is a good one for you. So uh, are you looking forward to the microchip that they're going to put into your bloodstream when you get vaccinated? Um, yeah, that way I'll always know where I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll just look it up on the internet. Where am I? <laughs> <laughs> I will get you a time step. I'll make it a lot easier. I'll make it a lot easier. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, there is the idea of, um, and I think this is actually a QAnon um, mm-hmm. uh, conspiracy where the vaccines or it means this is not true. And I'm going to be looking forward to the day where we never have to talk about QAnon again. But uh, the idea was they're using vaccines as a way to trace sheep, sheep being people. And getting a vaccine means you're going to be put into the system. And when you're part of the system, you can't get back out again. Six, six, six. Larry, are you worried about that? No, not how, at all. How do you know it's not true? Um, well, first of all, <clears throat> Have you seen the needles? Are <laughs> 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 you going to get a chip through that needle? <laughs> okay. Um, you know, it just it's it's plus you'd have to have an entire bureaucracy set up just to be able to try handle all the information that would be generated by it. Uh, it's just it's just it's dumb. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's conspiracy. People believe all kinds of dumb things uh, without good reason. Well, I mean, Boudreaux has two chips in his body. What do you think about that? Well, that's right. I've got one too right here over my heart, but it was it took surgery to implant it. 
actually i embrace our cyborg future i just mm-hmm. just me but yeah uh, eric what do you uh think about the conspiracy of microchips and vaccines what what can be uh said presented without evidence can be dismissed without evidence it's just, i love it <laughs> in my opinion it's like i love yeah, it i can make up anything mm-hmm. i want i it, yeah the conspiracy theory it's so it's such a flimsy such a flimsy argument but yet People, uh, you know, it kind of comes back to religion. People, I think, want to believe this stuff mm-hmm. and for whatever reason. And maybe it's like you said. Well, well a, lot, a lot of times people think that if, if they think that something that the government says is wrong, that they're smarter than the government. Mm-hmm. It, it, right. It's a self-boistering thing. I'm so much smarter than them. I don't believe that stuff. Right. You know, it's very true. And, you, know, you, you can ask um, someone who says that, where, where, why do you believe that? Like, what is the root of that theory? Like, where did you get that from? And what they'll tell you in a lot of cases is they'll say, well, this started after the comments made by Bill Gates himself from the Gates Foundation about a digital uh, 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 chip that they're going to put in you. And he didn't say that at all. If you go back to the TED Talk and the stuff that he was talking back then, he was talking about a digital certificate of vaccine records and the technology he was referencing referencing is not a microchip so they're just wrong for that they're just they're just conflating you know eric well, sound like you want to say something yeah yeah uh, I, I think i lost my lost my train uh but um you know yeah i think it i think it comes back to what you were saying wombat about trying to get people to conform put these masks on now mm. you're just you're feeding the the sheeple uh narrative that these these folks have where now you're going to tell us what to so the masks don't really even work but you're going to make us wear them because you think it makes us wash our hands more well, that's just yeah controlling us and then and then you start putting something in my arm and it's just like everything about it is and then it ties into politics because it's uh you know it's it's big government and it's us you telling them. me what to do yeah and it's just like you know what? <laughs> and that's always the unfortunate side when science becomes political, because then there's always yep. going to be 50 percent of the population that regardless of how sound the sciences are like, nope. And then there will always be just the fraction that's just like, don't tread on me. Don't tread on me. But also the side that's like, hey, I believe you, but you have a bad history government. <laughs> I just don't like you. I, you know, it's just basis of it. Um, hey, I will throw out this. I think this could probably be our last example. Oh, before we go there, Scott. You had mentioned um, you asked someone, where did you get that information from? Mm-hmm. Quick SE tip just for me, just my two cents. Whenever I ask that question, I always fall into a rabbit hole of getting into the weeds of mm-hmm. someone's holy book. And I don't want to go there. I want to get straight to their methodology. So instead, I'll ask them if they tell me something, what does that mean to you? That way, I can at least hear them paraphrase the information that they're saying, mm-hmm. not parroting but paraphrasing. So they're using their mind to think about what was being said. And then I immediately go from, what does that mean? Or what do you, what does that mean to you? And then finally, how can we test that? How can we both test that together? Those tend to be much more constructive conversations. How can we test that? And how reliable is that test? What do you mean by that? How can we test that? How reliable is that test? I can't wait till COVID is over one to swim and then two to hit Nashville and finally uh, <laughs> do more, but I will be still social distancing and stuff like that, but looking forward to getting my SC back on. All right. Here's the last one guys. 
you know, sometimes it's just better to get coughed on. Sometimes it's just better to get actually sick than to take vaccines. That's how everyone should really vaccinate. So you just get coughed on instead. The disease is a much better way of building immunity. The old mumps approach. Yeah. What do you think, Larry? Getting infections helps build immunity better than vaccines. Is that true? Well, I I think that it will certainly do it. Uh, The the problem is, like I mentioned earlier, that the disease or the virus can overwhelm your system. And and it it also can have side effects that are long lasting, can last you for the rest of your life, the full blown virus. Uh, And if you do that and you succumb to it, game over, that's it. Or you're dealing with a situation for the rest of your life, you know, it's better to build the an- antibodies before you're exposed to the full disease. Correct. And uh, yeah, a, a disease might work. actually compromise your immune system long term right. and make you sick to a whole bunch of other stuff. Right. Good but point. All the vaccine is doing is bolstering your antibodies specifically for that disease, but it's not even the disease that's in you. It's just a piece of it. And it's it's such a great little system. Uh, Boudreaux, you came out with a new song. Uh, tell us a little bit about it. We're going to try to see if we can play it during the break today. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, I met this guy on a Facebook group for our love of bad religion and we did a bad religion cover Then we did a social distortion cover and he's like, Hey, I want to write this song for my wife. And, uh, would you play bass on it? Uh, and then he had electronic drums on it as well. And uh, I, I convinced them. I was like, hey, man, I can do some acoustic drums. <laughs> I can do some real drums. <laughs> and yeah, that conversation so it, it came together really, really well, I think. And um, uh, all we have is the past. It's uh, on YouTube now and hopefully nice. it'll be shared on the show. So. Absolutely. Very cool. Scott, what's the when are we looking forward to the next, you know, giant opus with all these oh, electrical yeah. devices you got? Oh, yeah. So I've got there's like maybe two more pieces I'm trying to, I'm trying to wait for. So I'm thinking probably in two weeks I'll, I'll have everything completed and then I'm going to just start recording everything and releasing stuff. But this, the, the project, the, um, there, there was another project I was working with the, the Grammy, um, writers. Um, well, I've already got like three or four songs in the can with them. They're just going to be releasing them every so often. Like I think, three or four months spread apart. So those will keep coming out. And as soon as they get released, I'm going to keep you updated on that. So as far as my new equipment and starting this whole new project, yeah, it's going to be about a month. I'm going to start dropping. Okay. And it's stuff out there. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. And where can we find your stuff at? And you can find it at, um, uh, dubshine.bandcamp.com. That's the best way to, to just directly download it from my site and you can find my stuff let's chat here on youtube feel free to leave a comment we'll go over on next week's show larry i have a really howard problem i've been telling you about this all the time uh i have all this atheism in my in my closet back here and i don't know what any of it it's about what's you have a book for that yeah i don't know it's just it's all over the place it's got threads on them i don't know what this is about what is this I can tell you, uh, <laughs> George is coming in. But George my book is. is yeah, my yeah. book is called Atheism. What's it all about? It's available on Amazon. Hello, George. Coming Hi. in at the last minute. Yeah, my local meeting here in the middle of the state just ended. Oh, okay. Well, you say start when somebody did. Cool. Very good. Glad to hear it. I got all this atheism. What is it about, Larry Tony? <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, well, this has it's been digital, digital Free Thought Radio Hour. Uh, remember, everybody is going to somebody else's hell. Sure as hell are. And the time to worry about it is when they prove that heavens and hells and souls are real. Until then, don't sweat it. Enjoy your life. Say bye, everybody. We'll see you bye, next week. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. We'll see you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.